everybody. Um, this is David opposing the Matrix, and uh, tonight's subject is going to be a call for the Nuremberg trials, the, re, uh, the redoing of the Nuremberg trials. I'm calling it Nuremberg 2.0. I know other people have called it that too, but uh, hey, great minds think alike, right? Today's the 31st of July, 2021. <clears throat> I had originally done this show yesterday or last night, and when reviewing it or getting actually I uploaded it to um, to Rumble and I uploaded it to uh, my Dropbox account. And after I'd done that, I realized that um, when I shared the screen, it kind of cut off my <laughs> not even kind of it definitely cut off my uh, my voice. So there was a bunch of dead air and we can't have dead air on radio. Right. Or on video radio. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Anyway. Um, so. Back in uh, the 1940s, uh, 1947 to be exact, there was something called the Nuremberg Trials. Uh, the Nuremberg Trials were there um, to try Nazi war criminals, um, not just doctors, but uh, all kinds of war criminals, uh, uh, extermination camp captains, um, top uh, Nazi uh, regime people, and um, and a lot of people went to prison. Others were executed, and some were let go. Um, their, their excuse always was, I was, I was just obeying my job, just, just doing my duty. Uh, however, that did not wash with the Nuremberg judges. And, uh, you know, that, that was a way out that uh, actually we kind of see today. You know, I'm just doing my job. You know, don't bother me. I'm doing my job. And, uh, yeah, well, if your job is uh, goes against uh, everything that's good and right and lacks morals and values, and uh, your job stinks, and you deserve to pay a price for what you do. So, anyway, um, so in 1947, we had Nuremberg trials, um, and they tried all the Nazis. And and one of the big things in the Nuremberg trials was um, was the medical aspect of it, because we had guys like Dr. Mengele and all his cohorts that were experimenting on people without their permission. And many times, if not all the time, the experiments led to death or the maiming of the person that they were experimenting on. I mean, we're talking cruel things like uh, taking the, uh, taking a, the oxygen out of a, a chamber to mimic being at 30,000 feet and seeing how long it takes a person to die, you know, things like that. Um, you know, the United States has done stuff like that, too. We had the Tuskegee uh, experiments back in, um, I believe that was the 1930s, where um, African-American men were um, injected or exposed to smallpox and um, just to see how long it would take them to die, basically. Um, they were told that they were give, being given a cure for it, um, which I think is kind of interesting because the cure didn't exist. The penicillins were not invented uh, and or actually given out to the late 40s. Uh, they, were, they were used in Korea, of course, and it was just penicillin um, and maybe a couple of uh, offshoots of penicillin. But that was it. It's not like today where they have <laughs> penicillin, cephalosporins, and, and everything else down the line, you know. And I'm really thankful for what they had today because it saved my life last week. Um, I was not in a good way. I had sepsis, and I had a, a really bad kidney infection after a procedure in my kidney. And um, they were hitting me up with rocephin, which is a very, very powerful antibiotic. And it cleared it up. And I'm really happy about that, and I'm thankful for it. And, and that's the first time I ever had Rocephin, so it really isn't going to affect my uh, system that much. Um, you notice I have kind of a, a shaky voice, and that's kind of left over from what happened. Um, hopefully that'll get better. Um, anyway, so 
We get hearing uh, and seeing a lot of things lately. Uh, the CDC is now uh, admitting, and we'll, we'll read that article a little later. They're admitting that they were wrong about some things. Um, we got Fauci backpedaling yet again. Um, now he wants us to wear masks again. You know, the, the guy is a friggin' embarrassment to the Italian people. I'm telling you, um, me being one of them. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I think the mafia has more, um, integrity than, than Anthony Fauci. And, uh, well, you know, he's, he's one of the, um, altar boys for the, uh, the elites. I have a picture of him somewhere of him hobnobbing with some of the Rothschilds and stuff like that. Uh, picture speaks a thousand words. This one speaks about 25 million words. Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, and then uh, there was another one about Moderna, the Moderna rep saying that everybody's a lab rat. We'll, we'll read that article, too, and look into that. Okay, I think what I'd like to do, pardon me, um, i got to get back in the saddle again, so to speak. Um, you know, laying in a hospital bed for five days kind of takes it out of you. And uh, they had good food, though. I got I got to give them that, you know. And uh, I was even having the the night nurse bring me snacks at two in the morning. <laughs> so um, anyway, it was it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. Let's put it that way. So anyway, uh, I hope you like the the format. I've kind of repositioned the um, camera so that um, I'm not way down here and I'm more centered. And uh, it just feels better. And it works better with the uh, with the screen share, too. Uh, last night, I, I like I said, I tried to do a, um, do a show, and I did one for about a little over an hour. And like I said, when I was watching it, you know, I had, I had clear voice on it. Then all of a sudden, the picture was there, but no sound. And uh, that had to do with me sharing the screen, a full screen, without me being there. I've learned that I have to be on here in order to share a screen. So... Uh, I learned the hard way, uh, uploaded it a couple places, and, um, you know, that's that's the story there. But uh, So i got to redo it tonight and hopefully remember everything that I did yesterday because uh, it was really good. <laughs> um, I had one of those feelings after I got like, like oh, you know, I was, it was probably around 1 in the morning when I figured this out. I just, that's it, I'm going to sleep. Um, I'm getting ready, before I get started, I'm getting ready for the winter. Uh, last winter, I worked. Well, I was supposed to work. I was out a lot because the the uh, long-termers, long-holders, excuse me, um, I'm selling in jail, long-termers. Um, but I had COVID long-haulers, and uh, I had a hard time breathing, and I was out of work for quite a while. And uh, I kept myself busy, but now I'm retired. And, God, it feels good to say that. I've been waiting all my life to retire. Um, but... It's, I realize that when the winter comes and the lawn doesn't need to be mowed and the edging doesn't need to be done and I don't have to prune the trees and take care of the trees and, and everything else, that, you know, I'm just going to be sitting around on my tuchus watching TV all day, and I don't like doing that. You know, I'm good for about maybe three hours of TV a day, and that's it, okay? Uh, lately, it's been redundant. <laughs> it's been uh, spending a lot of time in front of the TV, mostly because I'm still recuperating. I'm getting better after what happened last week. But at the same time, you know, I now that I've got the stint out and I've got the uh, the catheter out, I can get around more often. And uh, I even went shopping today and bought groceries for the week. So um, anyway, I still I'm still bearing the marks of IVs and everything else. And uh, 
anyway, I feel like one of the guys in that, that uh, Revolutionary War thing where, you know, one guy's got a, a, a cast, not a cast, a, a crutch under his arm, and the other guy's got a bandage around his head, and the other guy's playing the drums, and he's got a peg leg or something. I can't remember, but, um, you know. I had a boss that used to say, I feel like a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest. And, yeah, I did last week. <laughs> this week's better. I, I got rid of the black eye. had a black eye right here. Really bad. It went down to here and a whole lot because I fell on my face. Um, I was a little dizzy, and I went outside and uh, fell down. And uh, I didn't want to admit that because that's what old people do. But, you know, uh, it is what it is. S-O-C-K-S, right? Um so anyway, I'm getting into these hobbies. I bought me a CD, CB radio. I'm going to be putting an antenna up on the house. This is the first house I've ever lived in, and I could do that. So I'm really happy about that. Um, so I'll be able to communicate with some of the log drivers that drive through here at 55 miles an hour and uh, and tell them covertly, slow it down. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to have fun doing that. All right, this is God. Slow down. <laughs> Anyway, no, I'm not going to say that. I don't want to impersonate the Almighty. Um, I do a really bad job doing it anyway. But uh, anyway, yeah, I got that going, and um, I bought a, a little shortwave radio where I can listen to stations overseas and maybe get some real news. And uh, so anyway, I, I, I want to keep myself busy that and working on this this winter, uh, weather permitting, because uh, one good thing is that the tree guys have been out cutting down all the, the uh, brush around – or the, excuse me, the brush – the uh, – tree limbs around the um, power poles and the power lines. So hopefully this winter we won't have uh, trees falling or, or limbs snapping because of ice and stuff and, and things will be a lot better. So uh, yeah, I actually got out and watered the lawn today, the front lawn anyway. And, uh, you know, I'm getting back into, into shape, you know, so praise the Lord, you know, hallelujah, Yahweh reigns. Uh, so anyway, um, I want to get started with this. Uh, I found this online, and I think I found it on, um, oh, I can't remember. I found it online. That's good enough, I guess. Um, and it's the actual Nuremberg Laws. And I want to read them to you because when, after I read it to you, and you're going to, and you, if you've had any exposure to what's going on with this this uh, COVID vaccination and, uh, you know, and everything else, uh you're going to see that uh, people that have gotten that COVID shot are basically being lab animals for, for the drug insurance or the drug companies, uh, big pharma. And that's not a good thing. Uh, and the Nuremberg trials, it's, it's a major violation of the Nuremberg laws, I should say. And uh, but you know what? When people got enough money, they can get around the laws or they can try to anyway. So that's why I'm calling for a. Uh, reevaluation of the Nuremberg laws with everything that's going on. I know there's some rabbis in Israel, uh, along with some politicians in Israel, that flew to The Hague to present the very same thing that I'm going to present tonight. Uh, probably a lot more, of course, but um, I just want to get it out there and I want to ask you guys to do the same thing and ladies um, to call out for a reintroduction, a review of the Nuremberg laws in light of what's going on with the COVID injection. Okay. We got to stop this stuff. We got to stop it while it's still kind of early. And it is still kind of early, even though it's a year old now, a year and a half old. Um, if we let it get much further, we're going to be in trouble. And it's, there's going to be any backing out of it. And uh, hopefully, I, I, you know, I'm kind of a dreamer and I dream of the day when 
people like uh, the Rothschilds and George Soros and everything are in front of a trial in Nuremberg with impartial judges, judges that cannot be bought off, and uh, and they're sentenced to death. Uh, that would make my life really happy to see them sentenced to death. I know I'm a believer in Yeshua, and I'm supposed to pray for for my uh, for people, um, for sinners and stuff like that. But there are some people that are beyond prayer. I'm convinced of that. Um, I don't like to call out who they are because that's not my job. But Yeshua said you could tell people by their fruit, and we got some stinky fruit with George Soros and the Rothschilds and all the elites, and even uh, a lot of the politicians in Washington. And uh, in the state arenas, especially in the blue states here in the United States. And um, I, I happen to live in one of those states, Oregon. So we got Kate Brown, the um, Oberfuhrer of uh, the state of Oregon, who's dictating things all the time. Although she's kind of calmed down to be quiet lately. And um, I'm wondering if the reports of the governor's getting um, arrested is actually true. Because Kate Brown never uh, resists the urge to take a photo op or a, or make a speech that pisses off half of the population of Oregon. <laughs> um, she's really good at that. She really is. But maybe she's uh, made amends with her a female lover, and uh, they're busy cohabitating together, and that's why she's dumping around either. So who knows? Um, anyway, yeah, that's her. She said that she's bisexual. So um, another affront to uh, what God has put together in this world, right? Anyway, so let me go ahead and read the Nuremberg Laws and uh, maybe add a little, a little bit while we're doing that. And then we'll go into the uh, the Moderna executive, what he said, and then we'll go into an article about the CDC admitting that everything they've done was of naught, that nothing came of it. So, And I like the way these two um, – this is from Natural News, and the writers from Natural News are really good with putting in little zingers and – and uh, innuendos in their articles. And so if I chuckle every once in a while, you'll know. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do this. Okay, there I am, a little small me. Okay, and I'm going to leave this and go to this article. Uh, you'll still see me and you'll still see the article and everything. Uh, hopefully you'll be able to read it. If not, I'm reading it anyway. So it's the British Medical Journal, number 7070. 7070, volume 313, page 1448, 7 December 1996. Okay. Um, introduction. The judgment by the War Crimes Tribunal at Nuremberg laid down 10 standards to which physicians, uh, okay, physicians, remember that, much, much, <laughs> must conform when carrying out experiments on human subjects in a new code that is now accepted worldwide. It has been for quite a while, actually. Um, now look, here, let's look at this front right off the bat. It says physicians. So how many physicians were involved in putting together the uh, mRNA vaccines? I think a lot of them probably were biologists, maybe nuclear biologists, um, and a lot of things. I think very few were probably doctors. And uh, so they could use this right here as a caveat to get out of um, – being guilty of this, but I don't think that's going to work because um, there are some doctors that work for these companies, and uh, if they send it to it and gave, gave sanction to it, then the whole company's guilty, especially if they're working for Pfizer or Moderna or Johnson & Johnson. Okay, let's jump down here. The judgment established a new standard of ethical medical behavior 
for the post-World War II human rights era. Among other requirements, this document enunciates the requirement of voluntary informed consent, voluntary meaning you and me are given information which we consent to in order to have a procedure done. It cannot be done without that informed consent. And if it is, it's very illegal, um, even without the Nuremberg laws, but the Nuremberg laws had a lot to do with this. The principle of voluntary informed consent protects the right of the individual to control his own body or her own body, okay? This code also recognizes the risk must be weighed against the expected benefit and that unnecessary pain and suffering must be avoided. This code recognizes that doctors should avoid actions that injure human patients. The principal establishment for, by this code for medical practice now have been extended into general codes and medical ethics. Okay. In other words, and this is sum it up in a brief words, um, they can't do nothing to you without you giving consent. Now, you know, you bring up the, the vaccine, okay? Um, that's a little sketchy. Let's talk about that for a minute. It's a little sketchy because um, they have actually, they've gone out of their way to say that there's nothing wrong with the vaccine, that you won't get sick after you get the vaccine. You'll get normal reactions, but it won't be long lasting. It'll be like a flu for a day or two, they say. Um, and that uh, the benefits far outweigh the risks. Okay, the risk which they basically deny uh, exist, even though people are dropping dead left and right after they get the vaccine. And people that have had the vaccine are coming down with COVID. Hmm, interesting. Um, but uh, in, in essence, and we were taught this in nursing school because sometimes we're the ones that have to um, get them to sign the paper after they've done the, after the doctors come in and talk to them about the procedure that they're going to have or, or whatever. And, um, and that's why when you watch TV and you see a new drug advertised on TV, the guy at the end talks about all the bad things that could happen to you, including death. Um, uh, albeit, you know, the death part is probably maybe one in 10,000 people, but you don't want to be that one person, do you? Um, but with the uh, injections, the jab, they're calling it now, uh, they can, they've basically come out and said that it's, it's a godsend, that uh, it's a divine appointment with uh, protect, getting protection for, from COVID-19, although people are getting breakthrough COVID-19 <laughs> with it, uh, meaning that they're getting it after they've had the, uh, the shot, uh, the, the uh, jab, I should say. Okay, let's see. I got to remember where. I, okay, permissible medical experiments in Nuremberg Code 1947. Uh, the great weight of the evidence before us um, to affect certain types of medical experiments on human beings, when kept uh, within reasonable, well-defined bounds, conform to the ethics of medical profession generally. The protagonists of this practice of human experimentation justify their views on the basis that such experiments yield good result, results for good um, of society and are unprocurable uh, by other methods or means of study. All agree, however, that certain basic principles must be observed in order to satisfy moral, ethical, and legal concepts. Legal is the important one there. Um, you know, last night I talked about integrity. My wife and I were talking about it a couple of days ago while we were driving somewhere. And, um, you know, we were talking about what the word meant. 
And I said, I've always heard it defined, integrity defined as what you do when no one's looking. Okay. You know, I've, I've run into several people in churches, you know, they're, they're Joe Christian when they come to church on Sunday, but they live a riotous life during the week. Okay. Um, that's a lack of integrity because when they think nobody's looking, they're doing stuff that nobody should be doing if they call themselves a child of God. And, um, and I've run into it, um, with doctors, with nurses and the whole nine yards, you know, and, um, it's just a shame that people are that way. It really is. But, um, I find that there's a lot of lack of integrity these days. Back when I was a kid, it seemed like even with church, you know, even if somebody didn't really agree and like to go to church, like my dad, he went, if my mother asked him just because he felt that it was the right thing to do. Not that he was doing a favor for my mother or anything, but he knew deep down inside that there is a God that, uh, he's going to judge all men someday. And that, being on his good side, is a good thing. Being on his bad side is, um, well, we won't talk about that because I don't want to make this a total bummer of a radio show. Um, anyway, let's put it in number one here. The voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. Absolutely. You're going to hear today that, uh, or these days, that there's no absolutes. And to which I say, are you absolutely sure? Um, I was listening to Kent, Kent Hovine talk years ago, and he said that, uh, he was um, debating one of the um, evolutionists and that afterwards they had a, you know, a roundtable discussion where people could ask questions from the audience. And this one kid was in and he was talking about there's no absolutes. And he says, you sure about that? He says, oh, yeah, there's no absolutes. You know, every man can do what he wants to do and it's OK. He goes, OK. He says, well, do me a favor and stick around after the show or after the, um, the roundtable discussion. The guy goes, why? He says, well, after the discussion, I'm going to go out to my gun, my car and get my gun and shoot you. And the guy got kind of concerned. <laughs> and he goes, how did that feel? And he goes, well, it scared me. He says, well, by your definition, I have every right to go do that because it makes me feel good. And there are no absolutes. And the guy goes, well, I kind of see what you mean now. you know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, there's a good object lesson right there. Okay. Absolutely essential. This means that the person involved should have legal capacity to give consent, should be so situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice without the intervention of any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, overreaching, or other ulterior form or of consent or coercion, and should have sufficient knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter involved as to enable him to make an understanding and enlightened decision. Oh, let's look at that, man. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there. All right, what's force? Force is you better get the vaccination or else you're not going to be able to go to stores. Okay. What's cool? Uh, let's see. What's fraud? Fraud is this this um, this uh, injection, this jab that we're going to give you. It works. And many, many people are um, now immune to the COVID-19 virus. Uh, well, that's being seen as a fraud right there. Um, deceit. Again, telling you that there's nothing wrong with the vaccine, that it's, oh, it's so good, and that you'll feel better afterwards, and you're doing society a good deed. Um, that's deceit. Duress. Again, we have, if you don't get the vaccine, you're not going to be able to shop. Um 
neighbors could put you under duress by asking you if you've had the vaccine and if you say no by giving you a hard time about it until you feel like you better take it or else they're going to come with pitchforks and torches and burn down your house. You may laugh at that, but <laughs> wait, wait about a year. Um, overreaching, well, that has to do with uh, trying to convince you in such a way that you don't have a choice. Okay, other ulterior constraint or co ulterior form or constraint or con co coercion. Constraint, well, again, you have to stay in your house. You can't leave your house. You have to wear a mask. You can't stand, you got to stand six feet apart. Okay. Um, constraint in this case means coming against you so that, and overloading you with so many things that yes, you're going to have to cave in and capitulate to your demands. Coercion is basically the same way. Uh, have significant knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter involved as to enable him to make an understanding and enlightened decision. Okay, sufficient knowledge. Where, where's the, where's the, we have the pro that they're giving us, which is really a con. <laughs> yeah, right? We're being conned to do it. Plus, it's a, a bad thing. It's not a pro, it's a con. Um, um, sufficient knowledge. No, they're not. They're coming out and saying, oh, this is a wonderful thing. This is a gift from God. Um, and now the Democrats have taken it over. And, you know, oh, yeah, this is a wonderful thing. And before that, they were calling it the Trump vaccine. Right. And they probably will again when everything starts going to hell with the with the health of the people that got it. Um, you know, God help you if, <clears throat> if you got it. <clears throat> And um, and help you to overcome any um, bad things that come of it. Um, so sufficient knowledge. No, we're not getting sufficient knowledge because they're not giving us the whole story. Kind of reminds me of the whole UFA UFO thing. Um, back in 2008, I joined Joe Jordan down in Roswell, and we had a conference down there that was put on at the military academy down there in the auditorium. And uh, our part of it was to basically put the aliens on trial. Now, we don't believe in aliens. They're, they're fallen angels and, and demonic entities. And, uh, and UFOs are probably portals um, that the, these fallen entities use to come for their dimension to ours. Anyway, um, you know, we pointed out that these, these things are full of lies. Um, they change your address, the first thing. You know, used to be on Venus, used to be on Mars and stuff. And then when we could go there, all of a sudden they're living in star systems that we can't reach or have not reached yet. Um, I'm sure that when we do reach them, if we do, um, they'll say they're from another galaxy, right? Um, and people just fall for this. Well, anyway, so at the round table at the end, um, a guy named Peter Robbins, a real UFO aficionado, uh, Asked me a question. He says, well, you know, he says, because um, we, we quoted Jacques Vallée, we quoted J. Allen Hynek, um, and a lot of other UFO um, experts that are not necessarily believers, but are, are secular in nature. And they've pointed out that this is more demonic than it is uh, extraterrestrials. And boy, they hit the nail right on the head with that one. And so Peter Robbins says, well, you know, for every proof that you gave me from people like Vallée and Hynek, he says, I can give you a hundred things that <clears throat> that uh, contradict what what you say they said. And I said, yeah, you know what? You can. I said, but the big difference here is that for 50 years, and it was about 50 years back then, um, you folks have been presenting one side of everything. You know, these things are 
travelers from other star systems. They're, you know, they're this, they're that. And um, you haven't presented anything else. I said, we came tonight or this day and we presented these things. And now people have the whole story. They can go, they can look at both sides of it, right? And make their own decision. And he kind of looked dumbfounded for a second. He goes, yeah, you know what? I guess you're right. <laughs> so like, no, score one for the Lord. Um, I know that didn't come from me, <laughs> but because uh, it was really, it was really instantaneous, you know, him asking me that. And I'm like, he was asking, I'm like, oh no, what am I going to say? And all of a sudden it just popped into my head and I'm like, wow, this is cool. Thank you, Lord. That's a, that was a fulfilling prophecy too. Because when you stand before people that are important, all of a sudden he'll put the words in your mouth. Um, which I was really happy about. Um, let's see. They don't tell you about the hazards that can come with the vaccine. There are no hazards as far as they're concerned. Inconveniences. How about having a, a medical condition after getting the, 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 um, the jab? Um, that's going to take you out of the workforce for the rest of your life. That's an inconvenience. Um, and these things should be expected, but, you know, they don't come out with them. And they don't have you sign a consent before you take it, too. But when you think about it, once they've given you the information and they haven't given you all the information, but you trust that what they're saying is right and you take that vaccine, basically they have informed you. Uh, yes, it was a fraud. Yes, it was a lie. But they've informed you in part. And taking a vaccine, you're basically saying, okay, I agree. So think about that because you're assenting to something that you may not really believe in. Okay, and it, see, it continues. Um, the duty and responsibility for ascertaining the quality of the consent rests upon each individual who initiates, directs, or engages in the experiment. Okay, so they're supposed to tell you that there's something wrong. You're supposed to acknowledge it, and you're supposed to sign it off, that you accept it. It is a personal duty and responsibility which may not be delegated to another with impunity. Okay. In other words, there, um, if you go to nursing school, they tell you that um, you can have the patient sign the informed consent as long as you've been informed by the doctor. The nurse cannot inform you of anything. The doctor has to do that. Um, so when the nurse says you sign it, she's basically not, she's just acting as an agent of the doctor. And um, so she's not really culpable, but the doctor is. Okay. Number two, the experiment should be such as to yield fruitful results for the good of society, unprocurable by other methods or means of study, and not random and unnecessary in nature. Okay, this is interesting, too, because fruitful results means results that are good and work successfully. Okay, I don't doubt that some people have gotten the jab and they don't have any effects yet. Okay, um, and that they could brag, well, nothing happened to me. But um, there are many people, again, and I say they're suffering. They've had bad reactions to the thing. And then we're getting into the tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people, folks. It's This isn't a small thing. You just don't hear about it in the regular news. And uh, that's why you need to investigate everything. <laughs> Goodness sakes, don't trust the government. Okay. Um, the government could be trusted way back when, but not, not anymore. Um, it hasn't been trustable for, or trustworthy, I should say, for, uh, 
for decades, if not for maybe a century now. So anyway, um, so unprocurable by unprocurable by other methods. In other words, the cure can't be you can't receive a cure by other methods, which is a bunch of BS because, yes, it can. Um, hydrochloroquine with azithromycin has shown to be good. Um, oh, there's another drug I can't remember right now, but um, some people said that vitamin D works, that um, vitamin D in combination with other, um, like zinc and stuff like that, they work and things like that. But, you know, remember when Trump said, oh, yeah, well, people should be trying azithromycin. Boy, they darn near crucified the guy for saying that. And erythromycin was taken right out of the, the picture. And doctors were even arrested when they tried to prescribe it. So it was unprocurable because the, the uh, CDC and Fauci and others would not allow it, uh, would not allow um, other things to be tried in order to be shown to be uh, effective against this. Although some doctors did do it and people were cured. So um, this is going to go down as the biggest fraud on the American people, if not the world that, that it's ever been seen. So, okay. Number three, the experiment should be done. So designed and based on the results of animal experimentation dun, 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 and a knowledge of the natural history of the disease or other problem under the study of the anticipated results, just, uh, excuse me, under study that the anticipated results justify the performance of the experiment. Okay, they do not. Um, especially when people are getting sick after having it, it means it does not work. Um, and matter of fact, it's probably setting them up for a lot of uh, surus, and that's a Hebrew word uh, for um, really bad things <laughs> uh, in the days to come. Uh, okay, uh, no animal experimentation per se. Um, it was rushed along, and um, you'll read. We'll read later on what Moderna, the rumor, excuse me, the Moderna rep said. Folks, gotta pardon me because um, I'm not quite 100% over that yet. I'm still healing and getting better, and um, sometimes I, I stumble over my words. I'm trying to read too fast. The problem. Okay. Number four, the experiment should so be conducted as to avoid all unnecessary physical and mental suffering and injury. Okay, I don't even have to go into that one. You know, we've been talking about it all along. Um, unnecessary physical and mental suffering. My goodness. The, one of the main places it attacks is the nervous system. Well, the, the brain is the main <laughs> the mainstay of the, uh, the nervous system. And... Um, and mental suffering is often accompanies physical suffering. Um, have you ever been sick for a long time and it really gets you down and you start to feel bad about it? Well, that's a, a mental um, um, exhibit of what's happening to you physically. And uh, yeah, we've all been there, I'm sure. Number five, no experiment should be conducted where there is a priori reason to believe that the death or disabling, in, or disabling injury will occur except perhaps in those experiments where the experimental physicians also serve as subjects. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to get into that for a second here. Um, believe uh, they have reason to believe that the death or disabling injury will not occur. Well, it's really manifesting itself now that death and disabling injury do occur, but they're not acknowledging it, which is criminal. 
it's a fraud. It's a scam. It's uh, what it is. It's genocide. It's what it really is. Um, and, it, and it's saying here that, okay, if you're really going to say that it's, it's necessary, then the doctor should be taking it too. And that also I read as the um, biologist and everybody that works for the drug companies and the drug company executives themselves, they should be the first lab animals. But you'll never see that because so much money is involved that uh, they uh, will never will never see the light of day when that happens. Okay, uh, the, number six, the degree of risk to be taken should never exceed that determined by the humanitarian importance of the problem to be solved by the experiment. Okay, do you think it's humanitarian to kill people? No, it's not. Um, so solving this problem by killing people is not an answer and it violates um, section six of the law here section seven proper preparation should be made and adequate facilities provided to protect the experimental subject against even the remote possibility of injury disability or death well denying that there's any um, bad things about that the vaccine and that people aren't dying because of the vaccine that's that violates that right there and um uh, there, what are the adequate facilities? Hospitals really aren't because, you know, they they don't really know what they're doing. They're sticking a breathing tube down to everybody's uh, trachea and, and killing more people with that than, uh, than they are curing them. And uh, so this has been violated big time, number seven. Okay, number eight, the experiment should be conducted only by scientifically qualified persons the highest degree of skill and care should be required through all stages of the experiment of those who engage, who, or excuse me, who conduct or engage in the experiment. Um, yeah, well, the nurse that walks up to you and says, here, I'm going to jab you with this. Uh, I don't think that she's very well schooled in it. She's maybe schooled in giving good shots, but not schooled in what the, the bad things about the, about the experiment or the injection could actually do. Um, and it should be required and the highest level. Um, we're, we're being told to wear masks and not wear masks and wear masks and not wear masks by some schmuck that that works for just about anybody he will work for. He's working for the Chinese. We know that uh, Anthony Fauci is. And um, he can't even make up his mind whether masks are needed or not. You know, um, <laughs> you know, I, when I was um, I was using analogies uh, to talk about. Uh, evolution a while back and um you know when you read stuff that these um supposed scientists these archaeologists and uh um and, and others that put forth uh when they find these you know like a little piece of skull and all of a sudden they're building a skeleton out of it um is that you'll hear scientists think scientists surmise scientists believe well, you know, all those things are part of a religious thing. They're not part of a scientific thing. Just because you believe something doesn't mean it's true. Sci science means that you sit you sit there and you do something and produce it over and over and over again to prove that it can be uh, done over and over and over again. And that it's um, and it goes from a theory to a, a law, um, the law of gravity. You drop a bowling ball on your foot, it's going to hurt, <clears throat> right? Um, sorry, folks. Um it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt really bad. You know that if you drop a bowling ball on your foot, it's going to hurt so you don't do it. Okay. Um, you know that uh, 
if you live in hill country like we do here, you know, if you drive up a hill, you expend more energy. If you go down, you got to put the brake on. You don't put the brake on, you're going to crash and probably go down a, hill, a cliff somewhere. There are certain things that you know to do that are right. Um, if I'm driving and I'm, you know, and I'm going down a hill like that and I forget to step on the brake, whose fault is it? It's my fault, right? Because I didn't have the degree or skill to know to put on the brake. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's common sense, you know, and these people that are pushing this vaccine, especially the higher ups, they, um, they don't think that you and I have common sense. We have more common sense in our little pinky finger than a lot of these schmucks do in, up in, uh, in high government. Folks, they're not out for our good health. They're out to kill us. Um, read the first commandment on the Georgia Guidestones. That's what Bill Gates and his merry men are trying to do. Or merry women, I guess, too. Um, they're trying to depopulate the world because they think that you and I don't deserve to live here, that we're doing harm to Mother Earth. They actually deify, um, deify the Earth. And, um, and they want to wipe us out so they can make the Earth feel better. Okay. Um, well, when Bill Gates gets to hell, there's going to be one hell of a price to pay. Um, I know I'm using hell and words like that a lot. Please forgive me, but this subject really has me, really has me pissed off. <laughs> but pissed off to where I know that things are going to work out for the better eventually. But I just don't like to see people conned. I never have liked to see people conned and lied to. And that's all this is. It's, it's Life Fest 2021, Life Fest 2020. And it'll probably be Life Fest 2022. Or, you know, you could call it BS Fest if you want to. But, um, okay, number nine, we're almost done here. During the course of the experiment, the human subject should be at liberty to bring the experiment to an end. As if he, um, to an end, if he has reached a physical and mental state where continuing the experiment seems to him to be impossible. Ooh, we're being told you don't have a right to reject the, the, um, the jab, you know, you have to get this to make society better, to make society safer. So we can go back to normal. We will never get back to normal folks. Never, ever, ever. Don't believe that lie. They won't let us get back to normal. Um, they wouldn't even let us get back to before normal. <laughs> um, it's a lie folks. Don't believe it. And we're supposed to be able to opt out according to this. It says it right there. You can opt out, but not if it's the jab, not if it's the COVID-19 jab. You can't opt out of that. There's another violation. Every one of these points has been violated by this whole COVID thing. And that's why we need to re-implement the Nuremberg laws, Nuremberg 2.0, and put these people on trial and then hang them by the neck. Okay, number 10. During the course of the experiment, the scientist in charge, now I see it's a scientist now, was physician before, right? Now it's a scientist. So see, they're interchangeable. Um, during the course of the experiment, the scientist in charge must be prepared to terminate the experiment at any stage. Yeah, like that's going to happen with the stupid COVID vaccine, right? They're planning on giving us more. Well, whoever's taking it, I'm not. Um, terminate the experiment at any stage if he has probable cause to believe in the exercise in the exercise of the good faith, superior skill, and careful judgment required of him that a continuation of the experiment is likely to result in injury, disability, or death to the experimental subject. Big time violation of that. Okay. 
So, okay, we had these laws. Where are they? Why aren't they implemented? Hmm. You tell me. Okay, they're implemented. I'll, I'll tell you, they're implemented because they want to kill us off. They want you and I dead so that we can't be here to object to what they want to do. Their ultimate goal, folks, is to make a rich rich caste and a very poor caste. No more middle class. They want to eliminate the middle class because the middle class is the, are the people that uh, we spend the most money. We, um, we use the most uh, resources, of course. And, and we don't take nothing off of nobody. The middle class doesn't. <clears throat> they can't have a middle class because they have to have rich people and useful idiots. Okay. Um, I don't want to say that poor people are idiots by any means. Okay. But, uh, they were being treated or poor people are being treated or <clears throat> those of us who will be made poor are being treated that way. Okay. Here I am again. So pretty interesting, huh? The Nuremberg laws from 1947. <clears throat> and this all resulted because of what Dr. Mengele and his henchmen were doing to Jews, gypsies, um, political prisoners, uh, compatriots of other countries that um, fought against them when they were invaded. Um, so, you know, I, I would like to say, to be able to not like, but I just wish that I could say that it was just the Jews because I'm, I'm of that heritage. And I don't like what happened back then. But no, it wasn't just Jews. It was majority of Jews. But um, like I said, gypsies, um, Christians, a lot of Christians that spoke out against um, Leon Hot, um, I can't remember his name now. Um, Hanhofer or something like that. Bonhoeffer was one of them. Um, the the church the, the Nazis pretended to like Christians, but they didn't. They really didn't. So a lot of Christians just disappeared, went to the camps, and were never heard from again. Um, and I'm talking about real Christians, not people that call themselves Christians but are part of a, some kind of sect or cult or. And you know what I'm talking about. But um, anyway, with that in mind, uh, boy, they put that timer in the worst place. Okay, it doesn't matter. It's okay, 46 minutes. All right. Um, I don't want to go on and on tonight, so I just want to present what I've got to present and then go. So anyway, we're going to go to an article now. And I'm not going to really go there because um, – Technically, I'm not supposed to show the uh, the written work. I can I can comment on it and I can read it, but I'm not supposed to show it. It's kind of like a copyright infringement. Um, but I can do an editorial on it, and that involves reading it, and and I can ad lib and stuff like that, <clears throat> my own opinion. So that's what we're gonna do. So this is from Natural News. And the title of the article is Moderna Rep. Okay, representative from Moderna said, everyone taking COVID-19 vaccine is pretty much part of a clinical trial. Okay, well, that violates a few of those Nuremberg laws, doesn't it? Okay, this was um, published uh, July 30th yesterday um, by Mary Villarreal. She, she's an author over at uh, Natural News. Okay. <clears throat> Lord, let me be able to read this without stumbling through it. Amen. Okay. The leaked audio of a phone call between a Moderna representative and a woman who developed Guillain-Barre syndrome 
after receiving the company's experimental drug has confirmed something many of us already knew. We are witnessing the biggest clinical trial in vaccine history. During the course of the conversation, the Moderna rep admitted that all coronavirus, coronavirus vaccine recipients are pretty much part of a big drug trial. The audio was released in June by reporter Stu Peters. <clears throat> Whether the mainstream media admit it or not, COVID-19 vaccines are experimental. No less than the Food and Drug Administration said so. Uh, National Health 365 reported that in the guidance for industry, I guess that's a publication dated May 25th, 2021, the FDA and Department of Health and Human Services, the HHS, specifically referred to COVID-19 vaccines as investigational. Same difference. Investigational versus experimental drugs, according to the FDA. Okay, FDA. Those who wonder how different uh, investigational is from experimental. The FDA explained it in their website that um, an investigational drug can also be called an experimental drug. See, same difference. It's also said before you can be given an investigational drug, either through a clinical trial or through an expanded, ac expanded access, your healthcare provider must give you additional information about the potential risks and potential benefits of the drug. See, I love my doctor. Don't get me wrong. The guy's the best doctor I've ever had in my entire life. But he never told me what the, the risks were, probably because he wasn't sure himself. Right? This thing is experimental. It's not a proven fact yet, okay? It's not uh, something that's been sanctioned by the FDA as a normal drug. It's experimental. So my doctor didn't know everything. Um, <laughs> this whole He even admitted the whole COVID thing is, um, is new to everybody. You know, nobody really knows anything about it. So, you know, you, you got to cut the doctor a slack, you know, because um, he, <laughs> okay, here's the deal. Let's say if I wanted to be a doctor, okay, I get out of high school. Um, I decide I want to go to school. Maybe I'll spend a year or two taking um, classes at a community college, you know, some prerequisites and stuff like that. And then I might start at a school and realize I want to become a doctor. And I, I entered a medical program after passing all the tests you have to pass to enter that program. And um, so I start and I have to go to school for four, five, six years, maybe seven, depending on if I want to go into specialty or not. And um, so I get out of school. Um uh, I have to pay all the all the bills that I, <laughs> you know, that I got from going to school, uh, the student loans and everything else. So I have to get a job, and I have to stay at that job and and pay off those bills until I pay them off, right? Okay. So you're you're a doctor, or I'm a doctor. Let's just say I'm a doctor, Doctor Dave. Hello, I'm Doctor Dave, and um, I enter a practice. Well, before I enter the practice, first of all, I got to go get licensed by the state where I'm working in. Some states have reciprocal agreements uh, with other states so that when you're you have a license in one state, you can practice in the second state. And um, uh, metropolitan areas that are real big, like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, you know, a lot of them share stuff, and uh, we call them reciprocal agreements. And um, so that might be the fact there. But anyway, so I got to get licensed. All right. When I get licensed, I'm under the board of um, I'm under the board, the, the physicians board of the state. And I have certain guidelines I have to follow. And one of those guidelines is to watch out for the patients and take care of them. 
well, this whole vaccine thing has turned out to be where it's, it's touted as being something that's going to help society, something that's going to make things better, something that's going to cure people and heal people and keep people from getting COVID-19. So a doctor basically has to give it out. Otherwise, he's he's um, well, one, they'll say he's he's um, not following his Hippocratic oath to to take care of patients because they're touting that this will take care of patients where it's actually killing patients. Um, and then he's going to get in trouble with the board because he's not doing he's good. He belongs to the AMA. The AMA is totally for this injection. Um, they're going to kick you out. You get kicked out of the AMA and you lose your license with the state because you won't do what your, your little puppet masters want you to do. Um, you can't pay back your student loans. You can't default on student loans with a bankruptcy. They follow you the rest of your life. Actually, I've heard that people have, but yeah, I think you really have to get a really sharp lawyer to do something like that. And uh, those are far and few between. Most of the lawyers are in it for money to, uh, so they can drive big cars, live in big houses. And, and uh, no, that's all I'm going to say. Anyway, um, so with doctors under a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, they're basically told that they have to believe what they're taught by the ADA, the CDC, the WHO. And um, and if they don't, then they're not toeing the mark and uh, they could be disciplined. So give your doctor a break. I mean, unless he's a real jerk, then don't give him a break. But most doctors are pretty reasonable and easy to talk to. <clears throat> uh, what was that joke? What's the difference between God and a doctor? God doesn't think he's a doctor. Um, so there are doctors out there that have a God complex, but you know, anymore, it's far and few between. Okay. Let me uh, continue. Let's see a third paragraph. Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson are not a li not liable for the loss or damages caused by these experimental drugs as stated in the public readiness and emergency preparedness act, the prep act. The, uh, society, the secretary of the department of health and human services, the HHS is authorized to issue a prep declar uh, excuse me a prep act declaration the uh, declaration provides immunity from liability except for willful misconduct for claims of loss caused losses caused arising out of relating to or resulting from administration or use of countermeasures to disease threats and conditions for claims uh, for claims determined by the secretary to constitute a present and credible risk uh, of a future public and health emergency and for claims to uh, entities and individuals involved in the development, manufacture, testing, distribution, administration, and use of such countermeasures, AKA vaccines. This means that if a person gets injured, killed, uh, or killed from a COVID-19 vaccine, the pharmaceutical companies will not be held liable. Okay, pharmaceutical companies to expand the size of trial for younger children. <laughs> you want to stop and maybe if you if you drink beer, get a beer, or if you take antidepressant or uh, anti-anxiety pills, go get a Valium or something, because this part just really ticks me off. And um, I've read it before, and I've gotten my rid of my anger. Um, but you haven't heard it before, and you're going to hear it now, and it might just affect you. So, um, okay. All right, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead. So, uh, 
The Rockdale Newton Citizen recently reported that Moderna will expand the size of its vaccine trials in younger children, but will not seek emergency use authorization for the age group until later 2021 or early 2022. We are actively discussing a proposal with the FDA. The objective is to enroll a larger, excuse me, a larger safety database, uh, which increases the likelihood of detecting rarer events. Ray Johnson, a spokesperson for Moderna, said in a statement, the original size of the trial included uh, almost 7,000 children ages 6 months to 12 years. However, the company did not say how many additional cases the trial will now include. Jordan said that um, Moderna would likely seek authorization for the vaccine in winter 2021 and early 2022. Uh, Pfizer will expand its vaccine trials to younger children as well. Um, the Pfizer representative said that it said it has no updates regarding the previous timelines or uh, details about the pediatric trial. However, the company noted that it began testing its vaccine in children ages 5 to 11 on June 8th and on children younger than 5 beginning June 21st. The trial now includes up to 4,500 participants in the United States, Finland, Poland, and Spain. I tell you, if you're a parent and you take your kid in for that, you should have your kid taken away. You really should. Uh, knowingly using your kid as a lab experiment. My God, where's society gone? Um, I was going to say something else too. Uh, let's see. I'm going to just going to scan back and see what I read. Cause, uh, no, I guess that went away. <laughs> Uh, Pfizer said that it expects uh, initial results of the second phase of trials in September or on children ages 5 to 11 and younger ones shortly thereafter. President Joe Biden, illegal President Joe Biden, I'm going to put that in there. That was my entry into this, my opinion, uh, said that children under 12 could be eligible to receive their COVID vaccine soon. Uh I was looking for a way to make light of that, but I can't. Parents have been eager to vaccinate their young children as schools prepare to open face-to-face learning in the fall. The Pfizer vaccine is currently available for children as young as 12, but no vaccine is available for younger children yet. That's what I was going to say. Kids have a special place in Yahweh's heart, okay? Uh, Yahweh wants us to be like children uh, when it comes to our faith. You You know how kids are, you know. I had a dad that was kind of abusive, but I loved the guy, and I knew that he was he was going to take care of us, even though he was abusive. Imagine how God feels because he's he's not abusive and he really loves people, especially children. Well, anyway, um, Yeshua made a comment one day one day when it comes to children, and he said, "Best um, cursed." I can't remember exactly what it was, but woe to those damn woe to those that that uh, cause children to go astray. It would be better for them that a millstone be tied around their neck and they be drowned in the deepest sea. So that's how God feels about kids. And when you start messing with them, um, both the parents and Pfizer and everything else that are uh, implicated in this, um, it's not going to be a good day when they finally have to stand in front of God and account for everything that they did. They may not think that they're going to have to, but, uh, well, I guess ignorance is bliss as long as you're still taking breaths of air. Um, Anyway, uh, I'm going to stretch for a second here. Okay. I'm, like I said, I've got a new position to sit in, and I feel a lot better. I'm not going like this, you know. 
Um, but still, I've been sitting for a long time the last few days. <laughs> okay, here we go. New article. CDC now admits that everything it's, it pushed to cure COVID-19 has failed, including vaccines. And this was article was uh, published July 29, 2021, and it looks like the author was Ethan Huff. And it's on um, naturalnews.com. There. Okay. Natural news. The verdict is in. Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 vaccines are a bust. And so are masks, which takes us back to the square one as far as the pandemic is concerned. U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, latest declaration states that fully vaccinated people can still catch and spread the Delta variant. For this reason, the CDC is urging all injected people to wear masks whether they are around, whenever they are around other people. Isn't that interesting? Huh. I think that they should wear masks to protect those of us that haven't been vaccinated because I don't want them shedding on me. Um, and that's what they do. They shed that virus. You can study that and read about it. It's real interesting how some women that are around other women that got the, the injection, um, actually their their menstrual cycles changed. They were uh, menstruating early or menstruating late or not menstruating at all. So, um, and they didn't do this before the people that got the vaccines were around them. So, I mean, you know, push comes to shove. It's pretty easy to figure out. Okay, so let's continue here. But wait, uh, when were the masks ever effective? The answer is never, as the number of new cases of the Chinese virus only continued to rise um, all last year, the more people covered their faces with the Fauci flu, <laughs> Fauci flu veil. I love it. Um what this means, of course, is that everything the CDC and other governmental authorities, she shouldn't say other governmental, CDC is not part of the government, it's a private entity. Let me start again. What this means, of course, is that everything the CDC and other governmental authorities told us to do for the past year and a half was a fraud. Oh, there's that word fraud. Take that and bring it back to the, um, the Nuremberg laws. Interesting. Now the agency has the gall to try to tell us to do it all over again a second time for some unknown reason. Anti-socially distancing, staying at home, living in fear, modifying our DNA, and muzzling our faces all utterly failed to contain the Wuhan flu. Meanwhile, the only things that actually worked to protect family were de decried as misinformation by the CDC. So where does that leave us? Back in the Chinese virus hell at least until the world says enough uh, to the merry-go-around of government tyranny, none of which has done a single thing to save lives. The medical establishment circus also pushed masks, then not pushing masks, then pushed masks again, having made a total mockery of public health. Even worse, the same medical establishment claim, uh, then claimed otherwise that getting the jab with the Trump vaccine would be a surefire way to bring about the disease-free new normal. Yeah, new normal. Okay. In the subtitle, the CDC is responsible for the deaths of untold millions of people. Okay. The reality we now face is one where those who took the government bait and rolled up their sleeves are now walking disease factories. This is what the CDC is urging, the jab to cover their noses and mouths, once again, to protect everyone else from whatever these people are now spewing everywhere they go. See, they're shedding. Unfortunately, all the CDC had, really had to do to save lives back, lives back in 2020 was to inform the world about the health benefits of vitamin D, 
green tea, vitamin C, quercetin, and other immune-boosting nutrients that have been saving lives for millennia. Instead, the CDC chose to push big pharma poisons on all of us, as well as superstitious face veils, both of which turned out to be a total bust, which what becomes of those who believe the science remains to be seen. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, it's science, it's science, it's science. Yeah, I don't know. That woman wouldn't know science if it walked up and bit her on the tuchus. Um, right this moment, CDC head uh, Rochelle Walensky is panicking all uh, all over the news about how the vaccinated need to cover their faces immediately, especially in areas of substantial and high transmission, in order to prevent the spread of the Delta variant to protect and to protect others. Just a few months ago, she was saying the exact opposite, of course, just as Tony Fauci, the flip-flopper, was. Uh, both of these goons have proven themselves to be ill-informed and unqualified to be effect- and to effectively do their jobs, unless, of course, the job was to massively depopulate the planet. Ooh. Uh, Walensky is chalking up her contradictory statements to new science, suggesting that her agency, which is actually a private corporation in disguise, simply stumbled upon this new information that evolved out of nowhere. <laughs> Fauci is towing the same line, pretending as though the facts are changing as more is learned about the pandemic. The latest news about the CDC's fake science can be found at propaganda.news. Okay, so there you have it, folks. It's, um, it's a world where they're making people into lab rats, lab animals, um, and they don't care what it does to us, and it's doing a lot of bad things. I mean, it's causing. There was one thing um, the other day where um, there was an article where some guy, not long after he got the vaccine, it might have been a day or two, all of a sudden he um, developed embolisms in his both of his legs, started to get gangrenous, and had to have his legs cut off, amputated. Um, and now they're worried because his hands are doing the same thing. This thing causes your blood cells to do weird stuff, folks. <clears throat> there was an article um, a couple of weeks ago now. I think uh, Brian sent it to me. And it was um, a couple of pictures. Actually, it was a video. And there were a couple of pictures in that video uh, where they were showing healthy blood cells and blood cells after pe- the person got the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a, uh, a healthy red blood cell, but it's, it's almost perfectly formed, perfectly round. Um, it's kind of like pinkish on the outside. And these things are dyed, so I don't know what color they really are. And in the center is where the hemoglobin is, um, the hematocrit, the hemoglobin, I'm sorry. And, um, and the hemoglobin gets um, sugars, and it delivers that sugars and nutrients to your cells. Um, it's a perfect feeding mechanism that Yahweh created and uh, gave to the world, not just humans, but every um, every breathing animal, of course. Um, and probably those that don't breathe too, like fish and and uh, earthworms and everything else. But um, anyway, um, well, they don't breathe like we do. Let's put it that way. Um, so, oh yeah, the blood cells. So in the one picture were healthy blood cells, and they were all beautiful. You know, they really are beautiful looking. You're like a light pink with a dark red center. And um, and then there were blood cells that were in people that had gotten the vaccine or excuse me, the jab or the, uh, the biological weapon, I think is a better term to use. And the cells were all 
ragged along the edges and irregular, and they were clumping. They were friggin' clumping, and and that's what's causing a lot of the problems. A lot of people were saying in early on that this this thing was a this uh, disease was uh, um, you know in the lungs and uh, it was a pneumatic disease, um, but no, it's a uh, it's a blood disease, and it's and it's killing people because it's causing um, blood uh, blood clots in the legs and extremities. It's causing um, heart problems, myocarditis, which is uh, basically an infection of the uh, the heart muscle, and um, pericarditis too, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which is an inflammation of the sac around the heart. And people are dying left and right of this, folks. And I'm talking young people too. We're talking teenagers and and people in their early 20s and even in their 30s and and on and on and on. But um, so this thing is not. A good thing, folks. It really isn't, and um, and the price is being paid by you and me. Okay. Well, if you're listening to me, I, I'm assuming not you, but um, it's uh, it's been a problem, and it's it's going to keep getting worse until people rise up and say, "No, I'm not taking that garbage into my body." And uh, the problem is that uh, liberals. And their attempt to make conservatives look bad have gone in mass and gotten inoculated. Um, I mean, if, if I was a political strategist, I would think that was a wonderful idea because my enemy has all got injected with something that's probably going to kill them in the future. And uh, we might be seeing the whole West Coast turn red because conservatives um, on a large part, are not accepting that vaccine. They're not letting that jab be put into their body because they know or they have a sneaking suspicion. Uh, see, conservatives have discernment. Most liberals don't, okay? Liberals do what the government tells them to do. Conservatives question government. Are you doing what is my benefit? Are you trying to hurt me? Because um, conservatives know they've lived long enough to to see what the government can do. And for older liberals, well, I guess the, the jury's out on those people because they've lived long enough to love long, excuse me. <laughs> they've lived long enough to know better, but they're not doing any better. So anyway, folks, I wanted to just present this stuff to you. And um, I'm going to do this from time to time. Um, we feel that Brian and I both feel that the uh, COVID-19 debacle, um, conspiracy, whatever you want to call it, is very important to report on, and we're going to do that every chance we get. Uh, we're not going to make it our total focus, but, you know, we're going to do at least one show a week, and it's probably going to be me because I can do extra shows. I've got the time um, where we're going to talk about this stuff, and uh, and I want to keep everybody informed. And when I keep you informed, I keep me informed because I have to look this stuff up, right? So we're all getting an education in this. So um, keep tuning in. Pardon my dry mouth. I, I am on medication. It gives me dry mouth. And we're switching right now, so hopefully that will get rid of that. But um, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. And uh, I just want to thank you for being an audience, being a wonderful audience. And um, we'll see you on Monday night with Gordy Tong. We're going to be talking about strange and mysterious disappearances. So in Yeshua's name, have a nice weekend. Be blessed. Amen.